It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they want and we talk about it and a bunch of other crap. Today I'm very excited. My guest is Luke Cunningham, who's a writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome, Luke. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Ooh, low uh, Barry Barry White voice oh, there. The dulcet tones of Luke Cunningham. God, there are just women just swooning now. They're like, I did not. Know. I thought I was going to listen about some crappy TV show. Oh, Let's... Those legendary alt comedy women. <laughs> yeah, grown ass women. Yeah. Um. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Good. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much for having me. Yeah. Lovely Park Slope, Brooklyn. Thank you very much. I'll, I can get you more water during, no, while we watch. I, uh, yeah, I pounded that one. You pounded that agua. Um, so I asked you to come over, pick any TV show you want, and I was a little bit surprised at the show that you picked because... Um, it's a contemporary show. It is a contemporary and show. It's one that I've seen ads for. I've never seen it, and I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who's seen it. Oh, or I mean, I've probably talked to people who've seen it, but I've never talked about this show. So I, uh, the show I picked is Suits on USA, and uh, characters wanted. Characters wanted. Um, I had a. Uh, I, the thing is, like, I would make fun of shows on there. I've never seen an episode of Psych. I've never mm-hmm. seen an episode of. Uh, white collar but for whatever reason this show um the last two girlfriends i've had it's been a uh, i've had a very odd relationship with this show and in the context of my relationship with that person wait you said two different relationships yeah two different relationships so you've had two different girlfriends yes and and suits <laughs> has played a role in both it has, and the show has only been on the air. I think like sixteen months. So, so and it's been, and it's two seasons. Two seasons. So for the third season, there might be another lucky lady. <laughs> there, there might. I'm uh, whoever really enjoyed that opening salvo in the podcast. If uh, you'd like to be my it's lady for season Ed three, Luke X Cunningham, yeah, on Twitter. So, yeah, Just that's the one. <laughs> that's how. That's how it goes. DM me. <laughs> um, that's so. So. How okay, your first the first girlfriend. Yeah. How did it, how did suits get in there? So it was uh we were uh, watching TV and it was just like a terrible relationship in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. I I just ended up uh living with her and you know, she's not a bad person. It was just like it was like, man, we should not be doing this. And no, the dish wa- the dirt. We know she's bad. Oh, she was terrible. <laughs> just total tire fire of a personality. No, but the uh the one thing we could agree on was Every Thursday night, we would watch Suits. Like, we would, like, fight and fight and fight. And then Thursday at, like, 8 o'clock, she'd be like, hey, Suits is on at 10. And I'd be like, you're goddamn right. I'm going to be there for Suits. I want to see what Harvey's up to. And, uh... I love that I've known, like, that name Harvey. That could be totally fake. Like, it, I never... I and I think... I, it, it, the show in the first season was so ridiculous. Like, you... They just had no idea exactly how to like beat out a season uh-huh. where it was just like the first few episodes were the same and it was almost like saved by the bell like you were watching it in that way of like well this is ridiculous but i don't know why i can stop watching right. it and then towards the end of the first season it actually got to be pretty good and then the second season i thought was like 
I thought it was a good show. Like all of a sudden, peop- uh, characters or actors who were in Game of Thrones started showing up. Oh, and I was like, oh, this is somebody up the casting budget here. And what what is the general? I've looked up on Wikipedia, but uh, what's the general synopsis for of the of the show for somebody who's okay. never seen so, it before? Suits is the story of uh, I think his name's Harvey Specter is a uh, is a high profile lawyer at Pearson Hardman. Mm-hmm. A, uh, one of the most powerful white shoe law firms in New York. White shoe? Yeah, so like uh, that's the, the high-end corporate law firms. Are or disco dancing. Shoe. Disco dancing, <laughs> of course. And he has the first episode, the pilot episode, he, he ends up taking in this guy, Mike, who has uh, a photographic memory. Like, uh, I feel like USA that like they always have, I mean, thing, I, I, they have something that's yeah. a little bit, it's not supernatural, but it's yeah. just a little yeah. bit like heightened. If, if you would have been the worst X-Men, you could get a show on <laughs> USA. Right. So he, uh, they picked up, he picks up Mike and Mike is a, uh, is a pothead and, uh, he sells weed and then he also takes the LSATs for people and gets, uh. So he's a real sort of slacker genius. Yeah, guy. he's a slacker genius, and he uh, he meets Harvey, and they find a way to to make it seem like uh, he accidentally ends up in an interview with Harvey, and ends up getting hired at the firm, and then they uh, they find a way to lie and say that he went to Harvard Law. School. So he did not go to law school. He did at not all. go to law school, and that would be. I mean, I don't know too much about going into the courts a uh, court mm-hmm. but i feel like people would fairly quickly yeah you need to have gone to law school <laughs> yeah that's yeah. one of the i think that's like you have to pass the bar and yeah. be in law school is well i think were... he's passed the bar like he, he can crush any standardized right. test so he's passed to the bar but he did not go to law school and that pops up every once in a while like somebody would be like i went to harvard law school i don't remember you class as part of, of 1993 class. yeah I think he's like class of he's supposedly like class of oh four or something. So like he's that. really young. Yeah, he's like a, he's in his early thirties. All right, cool. So it's a hip. It's, it's a relatable. Hip, it's he is, a hip he's show. very hip. He wears a lot of skinny ties. Um, <laughs> that's what most thirty yeah. year olds do. He literally rides a fixie to work. What, <laughs> oh, a fixed bicycle. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So he so it's it's hip and it's cool. Yeah. And the first relationship. Didn't have it work. No, out. the uh, the first relationship did not. Did, did you not make it through out. the first season? We made it through the first season, uh, and then she, uh, we, she, I was fine with uh, with her taking off. The one thing she promised she would not steal my dog. Mm-hmm. And when I was gone uh, on a uh, on a trip, she stole my dog. So wait, you wait, 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 wait. When you left for the trip. Yeah. Were you still living together? We were still living together. And she left during your trip? We had broken up. And she was like, no, no, I'm going to stay in Southern California. It's going to be fine. And then we left. And she was like, hey, I DVR'd suits. And then the, <laughs> and the next text message was, I'm in Austin, Texas, like four days later. It was like, I'm in Austin, Texas, and I took the dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. So was the suits text just a cover-up to be like... No, she, she genuinely she really had did, DVR she, suits. She really did DVR suits. <laughs> like that I, wasn't a decoy text. No, no, no. I came back and I was like, oh, at least I can catch up on whatever Harvey Specter's up to. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah. That the dog. Yeah, but I didn't get to see my dog again. How long did you have that dog? Like nine months. Right. Great dude. Little uh, A little labradoodle. Oh. Great personality. 
named named after a character on Zeus? No, uh, almost. His name was Cole. He was named after a pitcher on the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cole Hamels. Phillies are, yeah. Are you a Mets fan? Yeah, evil team. No, oh, that's terrible. Pretty, terrible fans. Good for you. You a guys guy, are a guy purposely barfed on a girl <laughs> on, a, on a, a young girl in the stadium. Yeah, I mean, aside from Keith Hernandez spitting on fans, no, that's, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, listen, that's nothing. That's yeah. nothing. How much are you guys paying Bobby Bonilla this year? Like eighteen million dollars. <laughs> he stopped playing like fifteen. Years ago. You remember those women you were hoping were listening with yeah. the uh, beginning? Yeah, part no, they checked gone. out they're a while gone. ago. Oh yeah, let's not yeah. talk about baseball anymore. Yeah, but um. We hate each other yeah. now, um, but I, so I'm excited. So you picked you picked season two. I feel like we should save some of the second rela- the relationship for after. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because we can get that into must that. that this is a second season episode that you picked. Yes, and this and the, the relationship sort of happened over that over the second season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But here's a bit of a cliffhanger before we watch it. Mm-hmm. The second relationship, she hates suits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow everything wow. else great she just can't stand this show she likes the lead actor you are really teasing it because now i'm like was the that the crux of the breakup like did the suits lead to the breakup yeah i, I just want to know more i just want to know more <laughs> um so and why did you pick you picked an episode called war which i believe is the season two finale season two finale so why did you why this one specifically i just haven't seen it yet you haven't seen this one yet? no yeah wow so this is the last one of season two. Have you seen every episode except for? I've this? seen every episode of season two except for this one. Wow, this is great! And I didn't realize until I just got it up on the screen that this this aired three weeks ago. This is very recent. Yeah, I, I uh, we were on hiatus this past week, mm-hmm. and it was one of the things I planned to do on hiatus was sit down and watch this. And this is this is essentially going to end the hiatus. Is watching the season two finale. Wow. With well, Craig Rowan, I'm on really it's happy. That episode. I'm really happy that this is the first time that <laughs> you it's seem like, really happy. Yeah, right I'm now. like excited. And, I, and as somebody who hasn't seen the first two seasons to see the season finale, I think will be. Yeah, no, you're going to be entirely caught up. Totally caught up. So um, let's check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Suits War. That's the name of the episode. You're going to kill me? Nonsense. I'll simply do what I've done to so many before. I'll defeat you in open court. The way I work, it's never going to get to open court. You'll be on your steamer back to London, wondering what happened. And you'll know that you picked a fight with the wrong guy. Are you suggesting a wager? You lose, we don't merge. I've heard your terms. You win, I go. Care to hear mine? Don't need to, because you're never going to win. Well, looks like you two are getting along. Mm -hmm. Harvey. Look at what they can give us. How do you know what they can give us? Because he showed me their books. Why did he do that? Because I showed him ours. Why didn't you tell me? We needed their help. You don't marry someone just because they knock you up. All right, Harvey. Here it is. You lose, you embrace this partnership with no reservations. He can beat me. I'll welcome him with arms wide open. He can't. We send him back to England, and he can spend his time fixing his teeth. Fine. You beat Edward, we don't do this. And since you didn't want to hear Darby's terms, these are mine. You win, you get what you want. You lose, you stay. You extend your non-compete, and you get a chance to earn your name on the door. Because it's not going up there now. All right, we just got suited up. We did. We did. Now, I have to ask you mm-hmm. how you... How you... F- 
did the season end how you would have wanted it to end? You know, I think um, over the course of uh, two seasons, I don't think Harvey's ever lost. Now, so spoiler alert. Spoiler he alert. He loses. So spoiler alert. You just already learned that he lost. <laughs> yeah. Now this is what retroactive weird. spoiler alert. Yeah, that's happened many, many times on this podcast. By the way, I'm terrible <laughs> at spoiler alerts. Um, and I don't know if a suit spoiler alert, like if it really counts. But yeah. Um, what I was surprised about. We'll get to the episode itself, but. You say like he's never lost before. He's never lost. We've never we didn't in the episode see him do any court <laughs> stuff. Like this is a lawyer show and all the my main gripe with it beyond some of the dialogue. Yeah. Which we'll get to as well. <laughs> but was that <laughs> there was no law stuff. Like everything was like we have this file that's going to bust open this uh case. And then it's like, you can't use that file. But they never say, like, what any of the information... There was literally... If you hadn't told me when we talked about it what the case was about that they were trying, there would be no indication... There was not one specific that was what was actually being done in a case. It was all interpersonal um, There was the one exchange where he said... uh, Turn to page 693 of that book. And then the guy with the photographic memory goes... Uh no, there is no six hundred ninety three. Yeah, he's of, like I already he's like I already know. Yeah, yeah. There's there nothing is no on that page, page. six ninety three. And then the guy goes exactly. I just and I was like, oh man, this is. That's when I literally made a shame face. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I feel bad, sort of, because you, I, I know like how you excited you were, and yeah. then when he, I I've been in this situation before where you're like everybody like this is like I love this this is great, <laughs> and then while you're watching it, you sort of like because. Like me, who's like a cynical person, yeah. and I'm watching it, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you are like, oh, no, this isn't like... This. You know what it is? It's, I feel like you and everyone who listens to this essentially just caught me masturbating. It's, the, uh, <laughs> it's, it's that same feeling of when you put on your music at a party. Yes. Except it's your music for 42 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a full album. Yeah. <laughs> And it's you know I mean I'm I'm very conscientious of uh, like I, I you do this job you work in that world and I look like the broest bro possible <laughs> <laughs> and I realize that I just picked the broiest fucking show. It's not even the it, most bro. It's it's pretty bro. I mean it's no it's not like Entourage which I used to watch and enjoy all yeah. the time. You know it's like we all got we all yeah. got our things. So I have no I have no ill will towards the show itself. Yeah. It's just it's. It's interesting that, like, I brought up my cousin Vinny. Yeah, of course. Which classic lawyer thing. Yeah. And I don't know, are there other TV shows that, what are the other law shows? like Law and Order. Law and Order, where there's sort of like the procedural aspect to it. Yeah, and private this, practice. Private practice, which I've never seen. But yeah. this, like, to me, I feel like part of this stuff that drives you to it is like, well, the law, like, like the inner workings. Like, I'm watching, and I've mentioned this on another episode, but... um. House of Cards, which, like, I don't know about, like, politics that much. But when I watch it, it's like, oh, man, I understand the politics and I get it. In this, they're like, you're like, you literally could know that all you need to know about law is that it it exists. The one thing I've learned that you really have to know about law school is evidently you need to go to Harvard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, those are my favorite things. These were the terms that were said multiple times that were, like, (laughs) Like very important to the show. One was Harvard. uh Oh, Harvard. 
Name on the door. Name on name on the door was the top name on the door. Like I need my name on the door. Whose name is going to be on the door? Are we going to share a name on a door? I want you. You just you don't want a name on a door. You want your name, name on, on my, my door. door. When you leave, your name won't be on the door. If you played a drinking game of just when they said name on the door, you would be running on blank tape right now. Like yeah. you would just you would have blackout drunk. You would be black. And also the other one that they use, which I'm sure isn't every episode, but was uh, back against the wall. Was back just, against the wall. You break down the goddamn wall. You break down the the best line of the episode was uh, your back's against the wall, and then he said, um, "That's good. I'll have then I'll have back support when I come off come out swinging." <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's what I noticed about the writing in general was that it's very writerly. Like yeah. it's definitely. And I looked up the guy who wrote this. Wrote for like, um, uh, everybody loves Raymond and a couple other shows like that. Is it Aaron Korsh? Korsh, yeah, yeah. And so he's the showrunner, right? He's the showrunner, and I think this episode was written by him. It's so oh, okay. the beginning, yeah. but that it's very writerly, and that like you can see the jokes. Like he yeah. was like. What are you doing lurking here? I wasn't lurking. I was looking for you. You know, like those yeah. types of things where it's like, it's like sounds good on the page. You're like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like, that's a written thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, it's a JV Sorkin. <laughs> yep. But fun, but fun. Yeah. It's a thrill a minute show. What was your, so you, you've watched these seasons uh, leading up. One of the spoiler alert, there's another spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What happens at the way end of the episode? Um, with the relationship between oh yeah we photographic some, mind guy we get some basic cable sex we get some sex you know where people leave their bra on when having sex like and, no one does and underwear yeah and underwear yeah, yeah. but as you were saying it's like <laughs> they it's obvious they didn't use a condom though so it's yeah. like that would be nice if they actually showed him like getting a condom and being <laughs> like you know yeah, would that be, if they uh, I've that should be that. Should, that would be a really great scene on a on an actual comedy show. If it was like you know something like they're really building up for sex, and then you see the guy just like scrambling through his drawers to try yes. and find a condom, and like oh, like I, always putting it on the wrong way at first, and then like I mean, like, oh shit, I have to reverse it the it's other way. Just, but it's all in real time, and yeah. like the whole episode yeah. is like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's an episode of Louis. We just wrote <laughs> an episode. Of- I think we just did, and then. Uh, th- in TV shows, the amount of women who wake up in their bras oh, yeah. astounds me. Meanwhile, if you've ever lived with a woman, the second they're home. <laughs> Squeep. Yeah. That's the sound. Boink. Thrown. Yeah. Thrown off. Thrown in the sink. And then you yeah. have to wash it. Yeah. That's uh, the guy. The worst. Um, so let's give a quick, I guess, a quick synopsis of the episode of what, what happened. Okay. What quick, quick synopsis. Uh, Harvey's firm, Pearson Hardman, run mm-hmm. by... Jessica Pearson, because they've already defeated Daniel Hardman this season. Because, it, as everybody knows, law firms are all about defeating partners. Yes, of course. <laughs> Every law firm is about defeating that partner and getting your name on the door right. um, and going to Harvard. But they, uh, it's, it honestly seems like they just tacked an extra three episodes onto this season because they beat Hardman. And that was where season one culminated was like Hardman trying to take back the firm. And now they're just kind of setting up the next season with these three episodes where all of a sudden there's a British firm that's going to take over. The one thing I do think they've started, and I think this this has had to happen, is uh, they're finally going to have 
Lewis, Harvey's kind of rival, it seems like he's progressing towards being openly gay. Yeah, it was interesting because when you so- showed this character, I mean, when you, you showed me him, yeah. you showed me this. When character. I drew him for when you. He, um, he's a heavyset dude with a like a big smile. Yeah. And he's... I correct me if I'm wrong because I've only seen this episode, but definitely the comedic like comedy yeah. relief of that. He's kind of the the comedic foil, which he did not start out as the comedic foil. Like the first few episodes of the first season, he was supposed to be the rival, and he was just this kind of like weaselly guy, but who was also supposed to be like a Lothario and like going after the same women as Harvey. But he has. You know, I mean, he's just he 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 seems gay. Like yeah, he, he's he got some seems, sort of yeah. uh, person, like his yeah. the, the way his the way he carries himself. Yeah, and it's, it's and and his and his um, if he's not, he's like very metrosexual. Like this whole and in this episode, he, which is a great scene. They're at a, a function <laughs> with the two law firms, I guess, with the yeah. British one and the American one, and he's at the bar, and this British guy sort of sidles in, but performing cuts him in line and he's like the british guy's making fun of the drink he's getting he's like and then he says something like um you, you with that with that drink you might as well be playing in the mud and yeah. he goes mud isn't for playing it's for cleansing cleansing and then he and then the british guy goes you mud and he's like you better bet your ass i mud and then they like go back and forth naming places where they mud they've mudded yeah. and so he's like those are his interests are sort of like um taking care of your body even though he's not you know he's i wouldn't say out of shape but yeah, yeah maybe i would yeah I, I i think you would not be remiss in saying he's out of shape so were you saying that with this so by the end of the episode he's sort of like him and the british guy sort of cozy up a little bit yeah i think they they cozy up they each uh, agree to keep the other one off of an efficiency list i don't know what an efficiency list i assume is. that means people that they'd would fire? fire? Yeah. Redundancy? Like redundancy, which I only learned in the British office. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> the, that's the only way I wrote. There's going to be redundancy. Yeah, it's like I watched at least like two or three episodes before I like knew what the hell. That, yeah, people that getting meant. laid off. Yeah. It's a it's a good way, good word to use. Redundancies is better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It just yeah. sounds nice. And in both cases, we learn them from British people. <laughs> in this case, um, yeah. uh, a guy who looked. And the other thing I like about this is that they with the, there are two was the other british character the guy from uh the game of thrones he Varys. Varys. he plays uh, the 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 eunuch he plays the eunuch thrones. is this his first episode on here or he's been he's on he's been in i think he's been in the past two episodes as like a a supporting character this is the first one where he was the main character i like that they the two british characters in this they both cat i think cast them mostly on the look so they can have a line about the guy who looks like prince charles and he's like you prince charles looking motherfucker i mean this is a motherfucker but he does absolutely like prince charles dead ringer for prince charles charles and then the other guy he's like what do you want benny hill and it's like yeah he does sort of look like (laughs) he didn't even look like prince charles he looked like cracked magazines drawing yes yes not even mad magazines no cracked one step, two. I'd say three rungs below Mad Magazine. Yeah. In, my, in my, I am in my humble opinion. Yeah. I am H O. Um, yeah, but I like that they specifically wrote that. It's like I don't know if you ever saw. Do you watch the the documentary comedians of comedy? Yeah, 
um, they talk, this is so weird to secondhand say this, but it just reminded me of that where they were talking about like an old stand up comedian that would wear a Hawaiian shirt just so his first joke would be like, um, look, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Like Don Ho lost his shirt, you know, like he only wore it so he can make like, that's not what he actually wears. You know, it's just for that. So that's what it felt like this. It's like, well, I'll write in that they're British and that they look like this just for those jokes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you. You do feel like you're defending your taste, like your taste is on trial while you're watching a TV show that the other guy has never seen previously. I feel bad. Well, I feel bad. I, don't, I, I it's not. I listen. I don't. I, I like shitty. I don't. Not, not, <laughs> <laughs> I like shitty. <laughs> I like. No, that's what I meant. I meant that my taste. I can't defend my taste to people, so it's not like no. This I mean, isn't. This isn't a terrible show. It's not. But yeah. it's but it is a different feel. Like how would you describe? Because I've never watched a lot of USA shows. I've seen like Burn Notice once. Or what's the feel? I feel like there is a distinct feel to these shows that makes it like a USA. Yeah, it's all kind of this very white light shows. They're all lit the same way. Yeah, they're all lit the same way. I think they they're all bright. Yeah. They all. I th- now that I'm thinking about it, sort of like people who are like in like royal pains, isn't that a thing where yeah. he's like got a like good job, like everything's yeah. like this job that you sort of like you would think of as a cool, to. yeah, like a up there job. Where there like, are the FBI agents, or the other ones. Yeah, I can't remember what's Blue Bloods. Is that is that US? Yeah, Blue Blood. I think he's an FBI agent who takes down, uh, like high end criminals, but not to be confused with white collar. I think mm-hmm. no Blue Bloods is on CBS. White collar, oh, yes. that's white, white collar is the one where he takes down high end uh, criminals. But it it all seems like high end style things. Yeah. Like the world, this world that you're like it's the cool. one. There's one show that is is is. It, it, I mean, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot in case I ever need to go get hired somewhere. But the show Necessary Roughness. Oh yeah, is, mm-hmm. is the worst show I've ever seen on television. I that's ever been renewed for a second. You season. just got texted that you. I did. <laughs> you got. I just got dropped by my agency. Um, <laughs> Wait, it's the worst show. I. It's worse than it's. It's as bad as Work It. Like it's un. What's Work It? Work It was oh, that the sh- girls, guys dressed as yeah, girls. yeah, bosom buddies, Redux. Uh, Necessary roughness. She's a. She's a psychologist on a football team on a pro football team, and she's helped out dealing with other people who have psychological problems by a diva wide receiver who's like based on Terrell Owens mm. who's on the football team and it's just it's corny it's well, that, consistently it's, that's unfunny. based off of a movie from the early 90s i believe called necessary, necessary roughness, roughness with they couldn't get sinbad scott bakula scott bakula kathy sinbad, ireland kathy ireland when she was like yowza yeah, yeah and before she just made beds now she her name's i think yeah, we have a kathy ireland 99 percent of game art is actually kathy ireland yeah kathy true. ireland runs more sweatshops than pole pot ever could have dreamed <laughs> of running hey man you get it you know you got that name just sign off on anything <laughs> It's a like, Pol Pot? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Kathy that's Pol Pot the, Ireland. That's the worst Asian fusion restaurant in Brooklyn. She was... <laughs> Pol Pots. She was, she was in another movie that I might have to IMDb while we're talking just because I got like a flash memory of her in an underground world where she's like... She's like taken to an underground world and they're yeah. like weird creatures living there. My college coach... Uh, football 
No, I played. I I was a rower. Oh, right. but he uh, he would just tell us stories sometimes about like he was a he was a uh, he was on a bunch of national teams in the early eighties, and then he went out and he was an artist, and he got an art degree, and he was uh, he was living in Los Angeles for a little while with his buddy who was an actor, and his buddy ended up like doing a bunch of like B roles on Acting TV stuff. series, yeah. But he was like a you know he was a he was a really good looking dude, and for a little while uh our coach said he used to wake up every morning and see his buddy's then girlfriend walking around just naked all around the apartment and then he didn't know who she was until like four years later when he saw her and it was kathy ireland wow yeah and he was just like a b actor like yeah he was just a b actor in la and she said that she just used to like walk around bare ass naked in the apartment be like hey scott go do whatever she was doing that's awesome yeah and it was just it was such a specific restaurant or reference and plus this guy he's just he wasn't a liar he was like a great a weirdo I but he wasn't that. a liar i, I mean yeah. somebody had to go out what? with kathy Arnold. of course what, and and while you were what, and this you, was what la year do you think that was what year oh i think, think that was like 1983 84 so that was before her first role in charles in charge yeah as woman in line yeah her second movie these are the movies alien from la okay which is uh, a nerdish teenager goes looking for her missing archaeologist father and stumbles into a strange underground civilization. Nailed it. And then that was from 1988, and there was a sequel called Journey to the Center of the Earth, where she plays the same character, Wanda. And this movie has Emo Phillips in it, by the way, playing a character called Nimrod. <laughs> Young people exploring a cave in Hawaii fall into a hole, wind up in the lost city of Atlantis. And her character's name is. Wanda Sack Nassem. They couldn't make it a trilogy, huh? They couldn't. They didn't do it. But that's the movie I was talking about. Yeah. Alien, Alien from L.A. I don't know why that just popped. Did you watch it when yeah, you were a kid? Yeah, I watched it when I was a kid. I watched every... You, dude, I would watch so many shitty movies. We had a... You, a, a Cinemax? Video, a video... No, we had a video rental store behind my house, like the road behind my house. And I not only would I rent a ton of movies, but I'd br- watch the same ones over and over. So I probably watched Alien in L.A., which I haven't thought of in... <laughs> Like 24 years, um, probably like at least rented it twice. Because for a second, you were talking about going into an underground city, and I was wondering if she was in The Blood of Heroes. Ooh, I don't know. Have you ever seen The Blood of Heroes? So in the post-apocalyptic future, there's a game. uh, it, It might be called Quick, which is a little bit like a modified version of football, where there's a running back who runs with a dog's skull. And has to put it on top of a spike in the other team's Whoa. zone. And then there's like a bunch of guys armed with like swinging chains and uh, and hammers and stuff like that. And the time is kept by someone throwing stones into a gong. And I just remember it was like if you went to the underground city and played one of their incredible teams... It was like I the Rucker Hauer was in it, and he was like, oh, "I went to the underground city. We lasted for nearly twenty-one stones, which was incredible that it's someone could last for twenty-one stones." So I also have experience watching terrible movies to the point where my youngest brother gets annoyed and throws punches when he is called Dog Boy, who was one of the, was one of the quicks on the <laughs> Blood of Heroes. Wow! So if you're like Brendan, don't. Dog boy, go get a beer. And he's like, don't call me dog boy. That's so funny. That's yeah. You're probably one of like 
I'd say like 40 people in the U.S. who have used a reference to that movie ever. ever. <laughs> the Blood of Heroes. The Blood of Heroes. Yeah, yeah. there are just so many of those like 80s yep. movies that that just exist. Yeah. And it was they would just crank them out. And they would be watched. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Well, that's like when VHS was just like, you just rent everything. Like, just yeah. go for it. Why like, not? you would go and be like, hey, Howard the Duck, all three copies that they have are rented and going to be rented for the next three months. What about my stepmother is an alien? With, oh, Dan Aykroyd? Dan Kim Aykroyd. Basinger? God. there. I bet there are like five or six Dan Aykroyd movies from the 80s where he's like, I, I, I don't ever want to talk about there, there are. There's only one movie... My our dad used to take us to see a movie almost every Saturday. There was one movie he has ever walked us out of, and it was Dan Aykroyd's Nothing, Nothing but, but Trouble. Trouble. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, and I loved every comedy. When I saw it on TV, I was like, I can't watch. This. <laughs> it was, it was so awful. Well, I I didn't get it. Ch- I don't know why, but it was on Netflix, and I tried. To, I was watching it, and I didn't get a chance to finish it, so I still have to finish it. But Doctor Detroit is like unbelievable like it just makes no sense like he just he wrote ghostbusters but when he wrote it it was like 400 pages like i he he's like gotta be insane you've seen his ad we watched it did we watch his ad for crystal skull vodka no i don't think we have all right well we're gonna maybe if he does something with lohanthony we we would check it out should we talk about lohanthony for a minute we can talk about if you want we'll go way off this is totally off the rails but we worked on a show together. Night of Too Many Stars. Called Night of Too Many Stars. And I don't know how we got introduced. I guess maybe Eric well, we, were, we were talking about twerk videos. Twerking. One morning. Yeah. Which, what, how do you describe it? It's just twerk is just like um, usually women who are phenomenal dancers and like they'll, they'll move their ass so fast it'll like it'll almost clap. It'll twerk. Like, if you ever listen to Three Six Mafia's, it's twerk, where it just starts with just twerk, 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 twerk. Make that ass shake. Twerk, twerk, twerk. <laughs> and so there was, like, a whole phenomenon of YouTube videos of women dancing to this song, and it's incredible. And then we were talking about it one morning, and I think Legend was like, have you guys ever seen the 13-year-old boy who is an incredible twerker? <laughs> And it spiraled us into a very strange wormhole of. <laughs> I mean, you, I think you have to. I this is a, a strong recommendation. This is a strong recommendation. If and I, I don't, nothing in my taste. You like, you don't have to take my word for anything. But take yeah. my word from this. If you just go on YouTube and you search. Um, calling all the basic bitches. Lohanthony. Lohanthony, and that's L-O-H-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. Yeah. <laughs> I insist you do that. It is less than 15 seconds of your time. And it's the best 15 <laughs> seconds you will ever see in your life. <laughs> I don't know. How does he make his knee move like that? It's, it's him just saying, calling all the basic bitches, calling all the basic bitches. There's a it. new announcement. There's a new announcement. You're, You're basic. basic. <laughs> And it's just there's something about it. There's something about it. Hey, the the boy's got charisma, but there's also a video where he twerks uh, to. Uh, t- there's one where they they had him twerk to uh, Rihanna's birthday cake. Yes, and it's he's he's a phenomenal twerker, but it's disturbing. But it's it is disturbing. It is like. When, like when you see how many views that it has, oh which my is God. like in the hundreds of thousands, you're like, 
who is watching this and I'm one of them and why am I watching it? It's sort of just Why like, have I watched this multiple times? Yeah, this is terrifying. <laughs> but it's like you imagine there's got to be just like Nambla representatives that are just like, yeah, and high-fiving oh. each other oh, when he's so, watching it. So uncomfortable. Like every one of our computers and IP addresses ended up on a Megan's Law website <laughs> after... After that, I was wondering the I've been getting those emails yeah. from from Megan's Law, which was Megan's Law, who's fighting for Megan's, Megan's Law, Law, the suits, Harvey Specter, Harvey Specter, and Mike, Mike the uh, phenomenal memory guy, Mike the phenomenal memory guy. Um, hey, wait, so I do I do want to ask this thing, okay? And I know you feel like you're on the defensive. No, 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 that's I, fine. I, I, but oh, by the way, I'm totally going to watch season three. I'm going to DVR it and watch every episode. And as as you should. Yeah. Um, do they ever? Um, do they ever show the the cases? Like, do they ever show? Yeah, they they have they've had courtroom interactions. They've courtroom interactions fairly frequently, but they. I think the vast majority of lawyering. And law work happens with settlements and depositions and that type of stuff. And I think they usually track it. It's not like Law and Order where everything is, uh, the, you know, everything happens in the courtroom. Because in this one, they were like at the beginning, before a commercial break, I have to assume since we don't watch commercials, uh, we got it on iTunes. But it was like, we're going to court. And then it was like, man, we lost. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was four seconds later. Yeah, so I was like, "What?" And then they had an argument in the men's room after, and after the woman Harvey came lost. In, and yeah, woman. and Jessica Pearson, who looks like a taller, younger, stronger version of the chief from Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, baby, baby. Supposedly she was an amazing interview. She was like one of. She had like some ridiculous IQ. Like she had like a David Byrne level IQ. That woman. Whoa. Yeah, Chuck Klosterman said she was the best interview he's ever done. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's going from he's interviewed everybody. I know, right? He's got everybody. Everybody. He, he lives got, in he lives in Carroll Gardens. He's got Prince Charles, the guy who looks like Prince Charles. He's uh-huh. done everybody. He did everybody. Oh, so I need to also ask this. Because uh-huh. it's been dangling there, but let's talk about the rela- second oh, season yeah. relationship. Second season relationship. So this is the second season. So this is Yeah. This is fre- I mean fresh and I don't mean to Oh no, it's it's no, it's fine. Fresh. Twerk, 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 shake that ass, <laughs> make that ass. Shake. Um, so your this girlfriend just wasn't into into suits. Just did not like suits. You know what she loved? She loved uh the the lead guy. She liked Gabriel Mock. She liked Harvey, Harvey Specter a lot. But she was she would throw up her hands and be like, "This is unbelievable." Mm-hmm. Every time he wins, he never loses. So I I'm I uh, I'm I got to talk to her and see if she actually. If she has watched the season two finale, and if not, the hook might be like, hey, he finally, uh, spoiler alert, he finally loses. Spoiler alert, 15 minutes ago we said <laughs> yeah, he lost. spoiler alert, 20 minutes ago I ruined the episode. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, she was, she was proved right this time. I mean, she, she was proved right. I mean, or she was proved wrong that she always, he always wins, but she, her, her problem was solved yeah. in this. Episode. And the weirdest part is I think that I think that was the worst episode of the entire second season. This one? Yeah, it was this one. Are you just saying that because I was No, I really do. Movie. I was watching it and I was like this is this is unusually weird. Cuz now they what they've done is they've changed all of the dynamic of it where usually Jessica Pearson is like behind him and his his like balance where she's like, "Hey, just relax. We need you to, to 
you know, like you can't be so vicious or something like that. Or like, no, Harvey, you need to because in this back. in this episode, he wants to cheat. There are a couple yeah. things that he does that are underhanded, and and she's like, you can't do it this way. Yeah, like all of a sudden, you have a completely different character. It's I, it's, I it's a strange episode. And there are two things that I'll say. One is we don't know what those two things are that he might have been doing wrong. Yeah, we never. You never. You just see uh, colored she, folders with sheets of paper. Which and people digest in seconds. They open it and go, this is good. Well, this is going to win. Yeah. And they've stared at it for 10 seconds. Um, but what I learned from my cousin Vinny, as I said to you, is... And, uh, well, two things. First, so the, there's a part where Harvey's ex-girlfriend, who's still in love with him, is working for the company that they're going to be merging with. Yes. He doesn't want them to merge. No. She does. Yep. But... For some reason, she thinks it's best for their relationship if it doesn't merge all of a sudden, right? If he wins. Yeah. So he get, she gives her this... She gives him a piece of paper that's something that nobody's <laughs> ever seen, and it's like, this will help you win the case. Yes. Nobody knows about this. Because she's in love with him. Because she's in love with him. But the thing I learned from my cousin Vinny is, any... And my dad, who's a lawyer, who in fact did go to Harvard Law School. <laughs> that is not a lie. So, and he's he's got the name on the door, baby. Name so, on the door. So, his name is Harvard Rowan. Yeah, it's Harvard Law School Rowan. <laughs> and but it's that if you have a piece of evidence, so your mom's last name was Law School. Uh huh. A typhoon. It's okay. yeah. It's it's a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If if you have a piece of evidence, you have to share it with the other side. It's like it just makes it, it's like you can't bring a surprise into the court. You know, it's like yeah. So the fact that they have it is not a problem, or it's not like it doesn't make sense that it's even an issue. It should just be like we have to share this. What's the problem? How he got it? Yeah, I think. I mean, I only went to Harvard Law School for like 90 minutes. Yes. Um, when I watched the movie Legally Blonde. Right. But, uh, so that's the extent of my education at Harvard Law School. But I, yeah, I think it was just supposed to be a, uh, uh, like they were going into some type of, um, God, what do you call it? like mediation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like it was going to be court but it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be a jury trial or right. anything it was just going to be in front of a judge and he was going to bring this evidence forward and jessica pearson said you like literally told the guy who was supposed to present it like not to show up so i think that's what happened is he didn't show up and the case got dismissed that's the problem. Is if but I shouldn't show, have to think what happened. Exactly. They should just show like a part of court and just be like, "This okay, it makes sense. We don't, we get it now." Yeah. But I do. Just when you mentioned Legally Blonde, I do have to, to say that the name of that movie doesn't quite make sense because it's a plan words for legally blind, which doesn't <laughs> like for that to make sense. She'd have to be blonde and blind. <laughs> Isn't that true? I have to be honest with you. That movie is now. 13 years old 12 years old it wasn't until you just said it that i realized that it was in fact a play on legally blind yeah well it took me about five years to realize <laughs> so i've only known for a good seven years they made a sequel to that didn't legally they? blonde 2 red white and blonde or wasn't it called um, that? see now red white and blonde is a play on the american flag 
Do you know that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That <laughs> yeah. movie's been out for at least six years, and I'd never thought of it. It's actually, it's actually a play on uh, Waiting for Guffman's Red, White, and Blaine. Mm. And then that was a play on Red, White, and Blue. We're getting Blue. deep into the Christopher yeah, we Guest, are. Into the Christopher Guest yeah. world. Um, we already came up with a, you already came up with a drinking game for the episode, which is something I already do. If you were to play the drinking game where you have to drink... Um, every time they say name, name on, on the, the door, door. Harvard, um, what would you drink? What would be the appropriate drink for this? Um, I would go, I would go, uh, red stag with a block of ice. What's red stag? Oh, red stag is a, uh, it's a Jim beam bourbon. Mm. It's, uh, it's relatively new, but it's delicious so- and you'll be just gooned by the end of this episode hey man gooned is a good word <laughs> you'd be watching the movie goon with um scott what's his name bayo scott with scott bayo no the guy from american pie a uh, sean sean puffy combs sean puffy combs um it's on uh, it's on netflix so. yeah um now this show is over the the, the season is over what's Season's your over. what's your next are there other shows that you are like currently watching that you religiously watch? Like, like um, um, I have, I have a problem with uh, with Game of Thrones. Like to the point where I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember the Night of Too Many Stars experience, but like literally, Slovan was like, "You guys need to stop with the Game of Thrones jokes because uh, Doug Lieblick, who yes. I was writing with, and I, we would, it would just be." I was kind of driving the engine of Game of Thrones jokes. And uh, ultimately, we did that thing where uh, Tracy Morgan and J.B. Smoove watched the first episode. the first episode of Game of Thrones and did like Mystery Science Theater 3000. And it was supposed to be a gift that right. people would get if they pledged $100. They would get a DVD of this. And ultimately, HBO's standards and practices would not allow them to release that DVD because of the way and the graphic way they talked about Khaleesi getting naked in so a scene. So it's never coming out? It's never come out. But it will, perhaps? I think the only one currently exists on Doug's computer. Whoa. Oh, boy. So if you're a hacker. If yeah. you're a hacker. Doug.Lieblick. I mean, it's Sorry. hilarious to watch. I mean, I've seen clips of it. Do you like Game of Thrones? Yeah, I do. I, I, I ended up reading... The entire series, I ended up reading all. Yeah, I you're pointing the at them right two. now. I read the first two. Oh, I, I like. I read the. I read the asides. Here's my thing with Game of Thrones. Okay, and I don't know if I've we hit on this on the podcast. Maybe I don't know, but every time I've ta- I've read the first two books mm-hmm. and I thought they were okay. Uh-huh. Every time, just okay. I, I liked them, but I was yeah. like, okay, this is really long. Every time I've ever talked to anybody about the books, they always go, yeah, but the next one is better. That's everybody's thing is with and i like the show the books are just like okay here's the thing the only two books i've not read are the first two books because i figured i if i read them i would just i would compare them be to painted the scenes. by the yeah. yeah i try to read them before the, i read them yeah before. that's why i read so i was like i'm gonna read the third one before the next season starts and it was so good see everybody says maybe i have to read the third yeah everybody's saying it's so good and then the you know what happens is the fourth one the fourth one is a little weird because it it doesn't he doesn't start to narrow the focus mm-hmm. he doesn't start to like have characters get clipped and he's like okay now this guy's and we're gonna start to wind it down like they do in Lord of the Rings you know it's right. like, yeah, like Saruman's gone after the second one 
into i mean there's an aside in the shire but like the uh this one it, the universe expands like there's a whole other subcontinent that we don't that, even know yeah that. that you start to see in this season and then I, there's you know there's stories about people talking to george rr R. martin and being like listen i have terminal cancer you please can you tell me how is this going to end like, can you tell me what's going to... And he's just like, I I can't. Like, I, well, I've got to sit that down. Well, he can't or he has no idea. I, mean, I think it's... it's a, You know, I mean, they're... The, between the third and the fourth book, I think it was... Uh, or maybe it was between the fourth and the fifth book, he said in, like, 2005, he was like, yeah, I'm almost done. I'm almost done the fifth book. And that would have been, like, two and a half years between books. Right. And instead, that fifth book didn't come out until... 2011 and it was like a thousand pages it was more than that i think it was like it was it was one of those things i read on a kindle and i was like really i haven't gone up a one percent yet he uh and also like similar to the suits or this episode suits but he like he'll talk about a battle going up to it and then it's like just happened the battle yeah and the battle just happened yeah and but he'd rather be writing about eating or sex yeah like then (laughs) and it's you know i mean the depth of the characters that he writes about that's the part that i found really engaging it's just like the depth that he goes into i mean part of the i don't the character uh aria Mm -hmm. stark Mm mm-hmm I mean, she. If you so, you watched the first two seasons. I've seen the first two. Okay, so the first. And I've read the first. Two. All right, so the end of the second season, when she engages with uh, the man of many faces, mm-hmm. she starts to pursue that as a career, in and like ends up in this area where there's the temple of the many-faced god, and so, like that's, he essentially just writes a whole book about her pursuing that but that's in the context of all of these other characters yeah so he's just writing characters he's writing books for each of the characters totally, from like their totally. perspective like the like theon Greyjoy. Uh, no, gotta hate theon. what a douche right but what you're gonna find in the next few seasons because of the next few books this is what tracks is like it's gonna be nothing but stories about the Greyjoy extended family and like how they rule the Iron Islands. Everybody is getting psyched. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting psyched. More Theon, please. <laughs> More Theon Greyjoy. Theon, Theon Greyjoy. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine. I, I mean, first of all, the, to write that much is such an incredible, like, I, I don't... I'm a professional writer, and I hate writing. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I read, like, him... And I was reading, I mentioned this on the podcast too, but this book about Scientology and like yeah. L. Ron Hubbard, who is a fantasy writer, like they just they just pump out books. I mean, these yeah. are thousands of pages, and yeah. it's just like how I mean to write that to write one book. I can't imagine that taking less than five years. And well, the, would I really even have that interest? Like anything time I write anything by the end, I'm like I already hate. Yeah, I don't well, like he, myself anymore. He goes to uh, like he's gone to multiple. I don't know. Maybe he's done at a Comic Con and other stuff, and he'll just read chapters from the book that he's working on next. So he's like reading chapters from uh, the sixth book, which is just like, uh, but he's, you know, like the sixth book may not be released in its full form until 2015. By the way, he is 
The, the other thing that people are scared about, I don't know if you've ever seen George R. R. Martin. Yes. I mean, he yeah. looks like a sentient marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm wearing a captain's hat. Yeah, he's 70. Looks like he's he hasn't broken a sweat on purpose in four decades. My my friend uh, John Gabrus, he we were at Comic Con and uh, he got to see George R. R. Martin George R. R. Martin interview all the cast as like a panel, yeah. and he said that he was the grossest. He said that. <laughs> Well, I think that's what he said, or maybe in my mind I'm blowing it up, but that all the questions to the women were just about the sex scenes. <laughs> He'd just be like, what was it like? And he was like super awkward. Yeah. I mean, like, I, he's written like the longest fantasy book ever. Oh, of ever, course. So. The most incredibly in-depth fantasy book ever. He's just like, what was it like <laughs> to have sex on camera? <laughs> Oh, and then he went and he wheezed on an elevator going down like oh. that's how yeah so so sad um well thank you so much luke thank for, you for having me for suiting up with me uh, i was glad to suit up with you i'll come back for uh season three of season suits. three and to quote um to quote men in black that's the last suit i'll ever wear All i don't right. know i don't know what that means <laughs> But I think, and by that I'm thinking, I mean, that's the last episode of Suits I'll ever watch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. No, that's all right. I'm, uh, I, uh, I'm not going to apologize. You're going to get days. a lot. First of all, first of all, consolation, you're going to get a lot of tweets from chicks being like, oh man, just constantly con- being so like, many tweets. You, you like the same show as me and you got that beautiful voice. Yeah. Uh, do you like Suits? And Lohanthony. Ooh. <laughs> then we're both really creepy people. <laughs> Let's make out. A big thank you again to Luke Cunningham for stopping by and introducing me to Suits. I'm currently wearing a suit. I changed into it after he left to record this outro. If you're a fan, leave a review on iTunes or become a fan on Facebook at It's That Episode. And uh, check out uh, Be Back Next Week. Check out the Be Back Next Week for a new episode of It's That Episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos. Amigos.